Podcast. My name is Dustin Morbido. This is an old school one. We have so many bodies around this table. This is going to be mm-hmm. nuts. Uh, this is not my home. The cat is not. Close context abound. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we are going to talk about stuff and things. I don't know where the afternoon's going to go, but we're going to find out together. Joining me today, Lorraine Morbido is here, right cheek to cheek, basically. <laughs> I am on a separate oh, no. chair. <laughs> Which cheek? You don't get to know that. <laughs> We are at capacity, microphone-wise, so we're, we're packing them in. Uh, snuggle up as much as need be to get the job done. Uh, also joining us this afternoon, Kyle McGrath is here. Keeping an arm's length distance from all y'all. <laughs> Just in case, Just you never know. Uh, wanna... some, some international diseases at the table, possibly. <laughs> it's entirely yes. plausible. He's probably better vaccinated than most Americans. <laughs> happens if, like, monkeypox squirrels together with COVID and, like... <laughs> Tanuki pox. Tanuki pox. I turned into a statue when I laid down. It's real weird. <laughs> yeah, it's actually great. <laughs> Makes it easy to Highly sleep. After. <laughs> Additionally, joining us today, Brian Lumpers here. Hi. Ah. I'm watching Evo. On oh, my right phone. now. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little oh, bit. Yeah, in a I second. was wondering. Sure. Yeah. You focus um, on doing you. Yeah. <laughs> um, making our way around the table. Philip McGrath is here. I am properly inoculated against tanuki pox. <laughs> <laughs> Got the leaf in my back pocket and everything. Mm-hmm. And just so joining us for the first time in a while. Yes. Well, how's it going, Todd? Yeah, Todd. Todd here from Japan. Actually, fewer cases of tanuki pox in Japan than even in uh, you know certain counties in Michigan. So, uh-huh. including this stay one. safe out there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I've moved into the line of fire. Ironically, <laughs> right. Round zero. I mean, at least you stayed out in New York. Could have gotten polio. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. God damn. Oh, I'm so angry. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's kind room of is angry now. <laughs> anyway, everyone uh, will remember that. <laughs> yeah. ra- rounding out the enormous table. Uh, the last person in our party for this afternoon, and his first time recording with us, I believe. Alex yes. is here. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So we're just gonna hang out, talk about some stuff. Brian's got Evo going, which has definitely been on my mind. I'll bring it up at some point. But uh, for to start us off, I'll kick it back to Todd since yes. uh, you were the instigating factor that ensured we were gonna record a thing. Today. Yes, I did suggest it. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? Uh, infamously. How, how you been? Of <laughs> loving. Uh, good. Good. I wanna you know right off the top, I'll plug the two podcasts I've been working on. Mm-hmm. We got Touchdown Boys, which is me and my buddy Max, and now my buddy Mike. Uh, as Max takes a short hiatus, uh, we go through the uh, discography of the band Blink-182, which is oh, nice. a nice. band that brought us you know, much joy as youth and less and less growing up, but we want to <laughs> see how it goes overall, and we've always sort of joked about making this stupid podcast idea, so I decided to finally have us do it once COVID uh, d- dementia sort of lifted, and I decided to spend my time a little bit better. And Question then, for you on that before you go yes. on. Are you covering the new albums also? Yes, we're getting there. <laughs> we're moving good. out currently. We just covered Neighborhoods, which is like their post three. Uh, they're, they're the one band that all the one album that the band got back together to make in 2011, I believe. Okay. And then afterwards, the band is like kind of split up into different parts, and we're we're covering a little bit of that too. But it's hmm. it's tough going. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be a chore. <laughs> it's gonna be more of a comedy podcast than a music <laughs> discussion podcast. It already is at this point. And that's one. And then the other is a little weird podcast called Infinite Regress, in which me and my other friend John, we cover some classic 
animated movies and we do sort of commentary sort of an asynchronous commentary if you will you can okay. watch this the movie or re, re you know experience a new co- cartoon that you maybe haven't seen or you know re watch one you haven't seen in a little while such as the brave little toaster or <laughs> the goofy movie or uh Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo oh, Strikes no. Back. <laughs> that's the one I recommend, I think, for most people at the table. Here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's a, it's just a silly, silly movie where we have some fun and talk about these great old cartoons. Uh, that podcast on, on hiatus as I travel in America. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. You left them for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think right. I could have stayed in Japan and kept podcasting. Instead, here so instead of podcasting with your friends, you're, you're going to word vomit with some other friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we borrowed you. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah on yeah. loan. Yep. The Goofy movie is funny because we watched that not that long ago on, on Disney+. Plus. It's really good so. and really insane, huh. I think, and really sexy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really, really horny. The other thing about yeah. it is... Yeah. Like, in the if, first if you half. watched it as a child and you watch it now, you're, um, it tells yeah. you how much you've aged because okay. because as a child you only identify with Max and as a 30-something plus person, right. you're like, kind oh, of. Goofy, it's, he just wants to hang out with his kid. Yeah. Like, you know, right. He's doing his best. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently has quite a bit of a cult following, but I just found it one of the more hilarious movies to cover. And yeah, definitely created furries in no small part. <laughs> Thank God for that. Factor for yeah, sure. yeah. One Just what the world needed. Imagine, right. imagine having that cultural impact as like part of your legacy. Right. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> uh, very, very unintentional. I assume unintentionally, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think we're going to kind of be a little all over the place. Todd, do you mind if I ask you a very dark question? To sure. Really sure. transition. From Get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is up? How has Japan been post the Shinzo Abe? Oh, yeah. Because like, cause, cause speaking, so... speaking from here, I'll tell you where America's at, and then you can yeah. tell me how things are going over there. Yeah, yeah. It was everywhere on the news for like the like Half 72 to like, you know, yeah. it was like for like the, the amount of days until they basically put him in the, the ground. The news cycle, yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. 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 fucking think about it I, since. I'd forgotten yeah. about it like, the, the, the US here. media yeah. moved the fuck on. Sure. But I suspect it's more complicated in Japan. Well, I don't know. Like, it's like such a weird, random crime of right. a dude just making a homemade gun. I mean, there's a lot of right. cool points to it, as well as dystopic <laughs> points. Like, maybe more cool points, even, which is kind of nice. But, you know. <laughs> that makes it more dystopic. Yeah. <laughs> a little. Well, the crime is so cool. Oh, no. It's a, it's oh, a no. constant balance between coolness and dystopicness, I think. And, you know, I thought you'd like to think Japan is less dystopic than America, at least. But, yeah, you're like a random killing. But the fact that it was over uh, Abe supporting the min- the the minions, the Moonies, uh, reminds me of the minions. But, yeah, the Mooney cult, which, like, apparently right. the guy, the shooter's mom was involved in. She spent all their money on it. It's basically these big, like, fundraising organizations that are vaguely religious or like positive thinking oriented and so kind a lot of, like of people your, get swept like up in that Scientology sort of yeah, yeah yeah I don't even think near not even as elaborate or well, like still, complex like, like yeah a, it's like a self help sort of like yeah you're, yeah you're going to in quotes get better by giving uh, us all right, you're going to fund us with your seed money for say, great prosperity in the future yeah. it was your seed yeah it's like it's like a yeah. spiritual tilted kind of like MLM situation is yeah very, I was going to say limited understanding it's a, it's a full religious yeah yeah. Um, cult like uh, pyramid scheme is what it is. Yeah, but I think most people just do it as a hobby or whatever, and few people have their lives actually ruined. So, uh, mm. 
Do it for the lols. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I rarely check the news, but I happened to be out and about that day, and so it was just on the news everywhere. Yeah. And I think there's you know all sorts of investigations, but it's kind of just like you don't do a whole lot. Uh, I was glad it wasn't some foreigner who did it. Or oh, something sure. Like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. I well, think that would personally Yeah, and that's the other thing. Me. That motivation is different than I would have necessarily right. assumed, maybe, because, you know, um, yeah. is, is so well-known as being such a fucking virulent nationalist that it's like, yeah, it's a yeah. very interesting situation all yeah. around. It, it, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a politi- politically motivated... Right, right. Uh, revenge. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was an emotionally motivated uh, killing. Yeah, because the other thing I'll say about that is I would totally agree with you from my very, very limited understanding of... Of Japanese politics is that like at least for the moment Japanese, Japan is almost certainly in better shape than America but yeah. If, yeah. If, if things really start to slide there I wouldn't be shocked at all if America had a big <laughs> well, big point in helping push them in that direction because the United sure. States is absolutely willing to use Japan as like a cudgel to irritate China sure. and sure. If, that mean, if that means yeah. more weaponry and like a, a higher like level yeah. of militancy more in that country more militarizing the right, police or something that, I totally don't know with that yeah, I mean, security, whatever, is pretty lax. And, like, the one of the interesting things is you watch a video and nobody even know nobody even jump like hits the ground or starts running away people are like confused and like e- even moving towards the sound because they don't know like they have no idea right. what could possibly be happening mm-hmm. uh you know super brave that the security people who probably didn't have any weapons like jumped the guy uh one person tried to stop a bullet too uh but yeah like uh just kind of a crazy thing <laughs> i'm sure most um, most people in japan don't you don't even actually know what a gun in real life sounds like yeah yeah at least not from like personal experience yeah no sure. that's what i mean yeah. is it's not, right it's not the same it, thing as a media and yeah, this thing yeah, would have yeah. sounded different than yeah. a regular gun anyway because it was right. basically duct taped oh, together right. yeah yeah they were like loud like pop sounds it's yeah. like a blunderbuss or something that you yeah. wouldn't like mm, hear these yeah. days uh i don't know i don't i don't think it's like necessarily going to move people away but it was like just Shocking. Yeah, uh, sure, right. Yeah. You can imagine they'll they'll step up their security for yeah. national figures like that because apparently there was a, like next to none. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing you can remember if you choose to remember is Japan has a long history of like rebelliousness and like uh-huh. uprisings and people not following along with what everybody else does, even though that's kind of the image you have of Japan, mm. and it's very much in Japan's culture even in the 1960s there were these massive student protests and stuff like that for communism and everything and so it's convenient for japan to put itself as like such a peaceful society but i think japanese people are prone to you know rebel and do things as much as anyone mm-hmm. and i for one am for it and i look for look forward to the samurai you know the, the code <laughs> coming back and <laughs> re-emerging of the class system and i will i will have my own daimyo <laughs> that That's people right. are welcome to look it'll be mostly like japan except weed will be legal <laughs> um, i can't tell you what like in the, p- the political cycle of like america seems like it's just we're just barreling towards fascism at some point so if japan yeah. just gonna go back to feudalism instead i thought maybe like, better yeah <laughs> no japan's japan's gonna adopt the term anarcho-capitalism because it's just yeah. it's just feudalism with extra steps well japan is more it was more communistic than china i would argue i think there's a lot of like equality yeah. and like re- lifting up the bottom level the bottom rung you of mean society. actual communism well yeah or right. like a social safety net yes. anyway which and not you know definitely China's what def- oh. yeah definitely what Imperial americans would call communism <laughs> Yeah, right. 
What any American would call communism. Right. <laughs> for communism and yeah. the Fox News right. evening block yeah. or whatever. Just is so it just you know typical support your, this so, is your a, civilization. Speaking of cults, there's a uh, <laughs> go on cultish building down the street from me in Japan. I hope I'm not putting them on blast on too big of a platform, <laughs> but they're called the Phoenix Power Institute, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to pass around a Twitter of their. Big compound, relatively big compound. I think you would call it like a modest size house by, you know, Southeast Michigan standards. But (laughs) Uh it's like a really quite big and like all this weird like brick with lots of security cameras. Mm -hmm. And they talk about getting power from stars or something like that. There's just a little institute right there. I haven't been downtown super recently, so I'm not actually sure if we still have a Scientology center in downtown Detroit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or if the Uh pandemic did away with that. (laughs) Yeah. Let's assume it's kind of a similar situation. Mm-hmm. It's well, like, oh, those people coming to the neighborhood with their weird shit. I don't know. They're they're right by the beach. There is a lot of sunlight there, so it might be a great place there to restore go. the phoenixes and uh, restore our power. So I haven't gone in yet, but I'm working up the the courage. <laughs> what, now, so what well, if it what if it just, if it just ends up being a very weirdly presented solar energy? Yeah. <laughs> <company>? <laughs> It could be, yeah. Because, I mean, like, sure. getting power from the possible. stars is like... Eh. I will wire my house to praise the phoenix and save in my house. Yeah. It's, just the exact, yeah. it's the exact premise of that fucking... <laughs> the Simpsons episode with the angel. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but for solar power, it's just the same. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, Stage a religious see awakening the and then 20% see the off. Angel. It's my angel. No one else is. It's over. Yeah, put promo code Phoenix <laughs> or Awakening and get 20% off your solar panels oh my God. and your power wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have no idea what's going on there, but you know, the Phoenix Phoenix Power Institute, it's it's where I'd like to send my children. <laughs> there we go. To get their you have to education. forge the right social yeah. connections. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why. Why do you think I live where I live? Yeah. Yeah. I've been searching for the Phoenix Institute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, uh, it found you. Yeah. Wow. I was thinking about the one in Phoenix, Arizona, but I went to this one instead. <laughs> you made the right call. <laughs> well, t- Todd, if you don't mind me picking your brain even more, yes. just because we get, we get you so infrequently, and like I said, you have such a different perspective living yes. somewhere that the rest of us def- definitively do not live. Uh-huh. Uh, we started talking about this a little before we got on the show but um mm-hmm. what is the video game situation like in japan in terms of like the market the like, market and i'm kind of yeah. asking both about like modern stuff like how hard are yeah. modern consoles to find and like what's the like have retro games and shit exploded there in price um, and turned in the way, same way that like pokemon cards and shit did over the pandemic uh, like pokemon else? cards are pretty insane i have a friend who like <laughs> quit doing his other hobbies which are relatively few he's he's a hard-working guy but he says he plays pokemon cards both with his children and with uh his like friends who he, he used to do you know other real world things with and so <laughs> you can you get all these pokemon you know you you gotta get all the foil versions of each card and have your really glamorous deck uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah right. pokemon card Been prices there. are mm-hmm. way up there i think magic card prices are kind of up there as well um, I've been in a store where they were selling OLED switches, so that was something. I didn't buy one, of course. Jeez. <laughs> wow. No, nothing to... Nothing, I, was, I mean, nothing to... Oh, no reason to own it. No, I was yeah. anticipating, like, a good Switch upgrade, and when it was announced, I was in the like, market for maybe getting a new Switch, and it was just not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind having a second Switch, but, like, I'd rather it be anything. Um, I don't know. I've never seen a PS5 in a store. 
Uh, it's really hard to get a used phone or you know a cheap, okay. a good deal on something cheap. Like the used market is just really high right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean everyone's what's well, peak demand. Everyone's working. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people now working from home and right. gaming more. So yeah, can you just use an unlocked? Like if I just take my unlocked American iPhone, couldn't I like if I just yeah. pop a SIM card in from? Yeah, I've bought <laughs> iPhones in America and used them over there. Okay. They have a SIM free options there. Yeah, That's good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go over there, you can easily have internet and uh, or internet and cell phone service and look for Japan to reopen potentially. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that was the yeah, well. that was the one of the things that we got hit with because mm-hmm. in 2020 we were going to go like we right. had right. a flight already yeah. booked and then couldn't. Our, go yeah. Anywhere. Our pandemic origin story was we were going to go to Japan for a couple right. weeks in the fall of 2020 and that did not happen. <laughs> Yeah, and the lead up to the Olympics, it was just going up and up, and uh-huh. then and obviously. Yeah. Well, that that leads me to another interesting question that I yeah. just just occurred to me. Obviously, they're still not letting that. people in without good reason at this point. How hard was it to get out? Did they, was it a hassle? Getting to out, leave? getting out was fine. Yeah, America doesn't care. You don't even have to get uh, <laughs> get out any test. Yeah, yeah. You don't even have to show Welcome that home. you're vaccinated. Yeah, go come on home. Uh, <laughs> whoever you are, there's but, a receptacle to bury your mask in. You don't. Yeah. Need <laughs> but in Japan, if you're fully vaccinated and you have a negative PCR test you can uh, get in and quarantine at home I mean quarantining is always kind of voluntary it's not a very military forceful uh, okay. rule there right uh, so they basically just let you come off the plane and then they're assuming that you're gonna yeah, just chill yeah. out go home yeah <laughs> right. go home and stay home for a week or so yeah, it seems yeah. you have to be some kind of asshole to, you know yeah. spread the diseases right. everywhere right. you go after you who come back that? exactly seems, that seems completely reasonable <laughs> that seems yeah. like a very American thing right. to who do who would do that <laughs> Stay home. <laughs> yeah, did I? I went to Disney uh, at the start of or the start of July, a right? A month ago, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. and when my girlfriend and I came home, we had the COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know people are traveling people are within excellent. America is not what I would want to be doing. Well, and I mean also yeah. Florida, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. further That's south. It's like the worst part of America. Yeah. It's, it's America. It's America's STD-riddled dick. <laughs> the penis of America. I mean, look at it. Yeah, it's very phallic. <laughs> Brian, did you go to the uh, Star Wars park thing? We went by it, but it was also... Like, all the parks were extremely fucked, and everyone was being an asshole. Yeah. As far as, like, visitors go. It's Florida. Yeah. Well, you were there yeah, in, right. on 4th of July, like, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. So that's, oh, like, no. I assume one of the highest traffic week weeks of their summer season. Mm-hmm. I would right. assume so, and it, but it also, it's just, like, it, from what I've been reading online, that's just categorically true everywhere for every kind of like amusement park thing it's mm. yeah. people are being dicks especially at disney because they don't like they don't want to check their they don't want to check their guests like yeah. that there was that brawl between that those two fight. families yeah. <laughs> so yeah. going to disney is so straining financially and even like mentally and emotionally that i imagine those people are a ticking right. time bomb before they even get oh, in absolutely. the park right well like, yeah from my We're understanding only and, 20 minutes for the teacups it's been 25 <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> From my understanding and my experience, because I have one, one, I have one pre-pandemic trip down there, and then one post-pandemic air quotes, Uh Um, and yes, yeah, and like the pre-pandemic trip, there were a lot of people, and you know, everyone was doing their thing, but it wasn't nearly as bad. People weren't as wild and just like it must be the COVID brain damage that they talked about, (laughs) because like you know, from my understanding, like getting COVID unvaccinated actually like damages your brain and you know the brain were already damaged 
Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean but it's worse. Yeah. Exactly. And, and everybody else is under, like like Phil kind of said, everybody else is under <laughs> more stress for all those other reasons. I just think yeah. it's like all those compounding factors together. And, yeah, it's and Disney's the, policies definitely ex- make it worse, too, with the, the new Genie Plus system and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, right. D- Disney is stretching you further for your money. Right. They're... Uh-huh. Provide their the the world itself is just more unstable. Like people are just more mm-hmm. on edge, What's on it? average, and um, yeah, and and like you said, they're they're willing to bend over backwards. They'll let you do anything short of like spit on someone, like, yeah. like with right. it, with impunity, <laughs> like um, right. What's the genie plus system? It, so there used to be the fast passes, okay. which is like you would you would schedule your fast passes and go do them. Mm-hmm. Genie plus now is like you pay like. 13 so. bucks per person mm-hmm. per day that you're in a park. Yeah. Okay. And then you, like, at 7 a.m., you can schedule some time of day to go to a ride. Okay. And then after a few hours, you do another one. And it's like, it, so there's you have like, to keep going back to, <laughs> you have to go into the scheduling the app. app. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and do that. And it's just, it's, it's, it's less to take advantage of. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, right. It's twofold for that. Like, it, it does all those things. So, like, like Brian said, it's, it's very similar to the FastPass system that used to be included with your ticket yeah, it price. Used to be free. And now mm-hmm. it's a separate transaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you have to, it's a hassle to even acquire it because, like Brian also said, you have to get up at seven in the morning and, like, Start press doing the it. button and, like, right. get it locked in at the start of their day. Also, to my knowledge, that app is really bad. It like, is pretty just bad. Just in and of yeah. itself. Like, it's poorly designed and right. made. And, and okay. the other thing about the FastPass is, for better or worse, and it kind of just depended on how you felt about. Hmm. planning your vacation or whatever you would do that before you ever showed up and then you'd be done with it so like hmm. you, would, you would have set up yeah. your itinerary months before you got there and then you wouldn't necessarily have to micromanage it while you're there and with this other thing you have to spend at least like a good portion of your day just kind of sitting there fucking with the app mm-hmm. <laughs> like hit refresh to make sure you would like yeah. get the absolute most out of it if you buy into yeah. it at all so. yeah or find or find an opening by chance right it, it, but it you know I don't know it's just <laughs> it was so weird seeing like super huge groups of people that are just taking up a large amount of space and like being upset about it you know <laughs> yeah. like like struggling it, with it like if you're going on vacation to somewhere like disney or universal or like any kind of resort for whatever reason like why the fuck are you there if you're going to be pissed about it yeah like stay so home they can say on instagram that they went to disneyland yeah. take their pictures yeah. they <laughs> look like they're the enjoying castle. it right. well the other thing brian the other thing is like i said because because america collectively has become more and more brain broken over time mm. i feel like most of those people they're kind of like already on the edge right and mm. it's you know couples who are like yeah. on the precipice right. of divorce anyway and they're <laughs> just last right. within each of their own heads right they're like if I could just make it to this trip we'll have a nice week together mm-hmm. and it'll heal all the wounds and everything will be awesome and then they show up and they realize not, that that's not, not gonna happen <laughs> yeah. just like that's when they just start throwing pizza at each other whatever <laughs> like, it's just like pizza bro <laughs> Uh, That's it. A, Back a... to Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> Separate cars, though. Yeah. Oh, I'm driving. You you, like, uh, I'm going to fly home. Uh, well, we drove. Oh, Drive home yourself. Uh, There's right. a fascinating documentary on YouTube by Defunct Land. I'm sure yeah. you've seen yeah. this. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen oh, about the, fa- the history oh, of Fast Pass. It's, great. it's, it's really. an awesome it's like video. a two-hour long history and of run-through so of all of the way ticketing systems worked at Disneyland. It's amazing. It's fascinating. It's really good. Sounds like it would be boring what is actually very, really interesting oh, if you care yeah. all about that shit you should watch right. it wow. it's, it's really, really, really the funk good. land is really good yeah. Yeah. all that yeah. stuff yeah. is very good but this one oh. stood out he's been i follow him on twitter and he's been doing something for an upcoming video where he's like jury rigging this thing for some kind of like newspaper effect <laughs> and it's been fast because like, it's, it's motorized in some way it's been fascinating to watch him like try to build this thing and film it for this particular effect 
Is it all amusement park stuff? A lot of Disney, part, yeah. but also like he branches out into like yeah, Defunct yeah. Land is like themed entertainment, or in oh. rarer cases, things that are just like part of the pop culture that are no yeah, longer exists. Like, like TV stuff. Right, like, yeah. Uh, old, okay. What happened to the Muppets? Oh yeah, old kids shows or like the Toys R Us store that yeah. used to be in Times Square. Like, yeah. <laughs> shit is, like that. is that the one where it's like I think I watched something about from that that was about a boat McDonald's that used to exist or something like no, that. No, I think that's. There, I think that's Bright Sun Films, which is a different YouTube channel with a very similar premise. Yeah, I've never <laughs> come across that one. Yeah, no. everything exists now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that dude is like overlaps with the theme park stuff, and then also just covers like he does like yeah. urban exploring shit. Mm-hmm. It's like here's this disgusting shopping mall from Ohio that <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been occupied for ten years. <laughs> the Sears is still open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's one guy there. Much like, yeah. the, much like the last few Japanese soldiers in World War II, no one ever told him to leave the bunkers. So he's just still here, scanning nothing with like a... You, man, you don't have to call out Fairlane Mall like that. Jesus. God, I just watched something very mall. similar to that. A guy goes to Old Mall. Thank God the Sears is still here. Let's go inside. There's like three floors of nothing. Uh-huh. Nobody's just there. like elevator music the playing. Right. Very sad. Oh, a Sears. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god! Now the Sears aren't even open. The Sears that are still around are just like service centers, mm-hmm. yeah, because great. they have like a legal obligation to uphold their yeah. warranties. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> Sears has like an online <laughs> business, but they don't have any brick and mortar, yeah, uh, yeah right. Mm-hmm. But like existence anymore is yeah. really funny. You gotta go somewhere if your Craftsman hammer breaks. They said I could <laughs> lifetime, lifetime warranty. Lifetime. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Come on, man. There's what still a... some physical Kmart standing, right? Like one or I two. No, probably. I, I saw like one in West Virginia. Wow. There's yeah. three. I believe I, there's I three. three, but that was like last year. I, I looked it up recently, okay. and there were three. <laughs> yeah, when we when we were driving down through Charleston, they had a Super K. Wow. Still, still there. <laughs> Good for them. Probably <laughs> the, the only them. Super K. Probably. Super K. There's one Kmart, one Big K, and one Super K. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the Big three. K. Big <laughs> three. Person. Special K. Brian, did you have any other like, thoughts or observations K. from that trip? Uh, I mean, we made the best of it and had a really good time. Universal good. is... I, I don't have any interest in it. Until maybe once they open the Nintendo Land part, maybe, but... Yeah. I until really that point, Universal. until that point, I have no interest. It's like they're all like you know those screens with like a simulator, and right? And I know some of those rides that they built over the last ten years just are kind of boring. Yeah, but like, like the newer stuff is really good. <coughs> that's fair. And and again, like I said, I think expectations mean a lot, and you guys yeah. are just kind of looking to have a. Yeah, just right. kind of chill out. Like I said, mm. if you if you view that trip as just going to you know hang out and do some goofy shit, that's one thing. And if you view it as like saving your family dynamic yeah. with one magical right. moment in the yeah. Portal Castle, then that's a different different thing what entirely. What if you kissed under the Gringon Dragon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it, yeah, because our, our our point of view on the whole trip was just like we're just here to chill out, take our time, do some stuff, and mm-hmm. we did way less stuff on this trip with mm-hmm. more time than our previous one, mm-hmm. and. We we just had a really good time. We we Great. ate good food and we you know just took our time and you know took in everything and we did some stuff we hadn't done before and we did and we didn't do stuff that we did do before. So did it you save know. your marriage, Brian? Of course, <laughs> yes. Fantastic. <laughs> did um, you throw any pizza at anybody? I should have, but I didn't. <laughs> I mean, there were there were a few kids that I wanted to throw rocks at, but you know, like 
I feel like when we were down there, we didn't have any negative experiences with any other guys. Yeah, guests. nothing like that. I mean, that was still that's like the precipice of COVID, next time. though. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Well, it was, like, it was like, before the Literally before weeks before it exploded. Right. right. There were people in that park with COVID when we were there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. Sure. For sure. Yeah, sure. it was like end of February. And at that point, unknowingly, that would have been like, oh, yeah. You weren't getting a COVID test in America in February or whatever, 2020. Yeah, it was. If people did have it, they it was not malicious in time. I mean, they had no idea. Because COVID wasn't even like... COVID wasn't yeah, even being covered right. in the news at that time. No. No. Yeah, I, I remember yeah, at that yet. time thinking, oh, oh we, this China's is another swine flu. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was absolutely that American exceptionalism. Like, well, yeah. that, that's a disease that happens somewhere else. Right. So yeah. right. stay the course, everybody. It's yep. going to be fine. Yeah, Don't worry like, about it. I, I remember reading about it when it first started in, like, November of the year before. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is fucked. Mm-hmm. And then it came, like, the March came around the next year, and, it, and they were like, everything's closing down. And I was like... Well, this will be a bad week or two. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I, right. Um, no, my reaction was, this is going to be a while. <laughs> Everybody else yeah. is like, oh, uh, we're going to close down yeah. for a week? That's insane. I, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, what, that's what it was like at my work. They yeah. said, like, I'll we'll, we'll be here back. in a couple of days. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I remember thinking, there's no, no way, way that that's going to be how yeah, this works. Right. Right. Uh, oh, my God. Um, well... Yep, and now Good we're thing here. we're past it. That's yeah, right. Yeah. We got through the other end. It's in the rearview mirror. Yeah. All the COVID di- viruses I'm have died. I'm here. Yep. Went yeah. back to their I went and shot no the last COVID yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Philip kind of asked this before we got on and started recording, but since we're on the subject a little anyway, uh, Todd, have you ever been to any of the Japanese theme parks? Yes. Pre, pre or post-pandemic? I was just looking to jump in and, uh, you know... <laughs> In, in, I haven't been to these, but they say Universal Studios Japan is really good. That's mm-hmm. got the Minions Land. That's got the currently the current only uh, Nintendo the, Land. Right. Yeah. It's only opens Nintendo. Uh, I think mm-hmm. all those places are going to be so crowded with people. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, of course, wearing masks and being considerate. So as long as everyone goes and is considerate in Japan, I'm happy for tons of foreigners <laughs> to visit. Uh, yeah. Japan, and I'm sure when Americans start to come to Japan, they'll let behave as I oh, wish they would. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, I don't masks. know. How quaint! Of course I would. Yeah, yeah, right, right. They're gonna treat wearing, they're treat wearing masks and washing their hands like wearing a kimono. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Totally people will fetishize the quaint, behavior. Yeah, the quaint Japanese culture of you know, people being really do this. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, it's like wearing a dress and I can just poop without getting on my pants. I'm usually I'm so surprised going places and not having like hand sanitizer stations everywhere because oh, they'd yeah. just be like every couple steps in Japan. It was yeah. like that here for a few minutes for like a month, very short. But then yeah, somebody yeah. caught. It cost money. Because yeah, right. someone figured out how much it costs to keep the Purell stocked or yep. something. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird. Right. When I was in Puerto Rico yeah. last year, I mean, it was better. Know, it, it was it, it was insane. Just like, you know, over, over here, like we were starting to take our masks off. Like, mm-hmm. we were yeah. seeing like the hand sanitizer places everywhere. Um, but like going in, like you get to the airport, it's like kind of culture shock because yeah. like they have like all these uh, plastic walls up Covers. to separate people from one another. Right. Yeah. Um, and like, it's like a, everyone down there, uh, everyone has to go out one exit, and everyone's wearing, like, one step below, like, a hazmat suit. It's okay. like, it's like, where are you going? Right. Like, we need your information. Yeah. Uh, are you vaccinated? Papers, yeah. uh, Do you uh, have a <laughs> negative test from 48 hours ago? Like, all yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
you know, and for I mean, to keep it to amusement parks, you would definitely see like amusement parks designed so that you go one way through them. Mm-hmm. There's no people going backwards and like running sure, into each other yeah. more yeah. than oh, they need that's, to. That's good. That's I mean, yeah. that's just a good flow, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It's just the thing to do, yeah, or with any public event like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so Universal Studios is good. I've heard Disneyland in. Uh, Japan is really great. There's Disney Sea there where they sell alcohol and you can, you know, it's more like adult oriented and like more fun for older people. Uh, and I think I'm pretty sure the Fast Pass works like it used to mm-hmm. in America. Yeah, my uh, um, my girlfriend, like, she follows all the Disney stuff and uh-huh. saying we really want to go experience it and I want to go to Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were yeah, I think, all that stuff when we were there. Yeah. D- Disney World Japan is very highly rated among, like, Disney mm-hmm. fans yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff right, like right. that. I've heard that. Um, and also there's, well, but I'm uh, there's also Legoland in Nagoya, which is... <laughs> I was looking up now and said it was projected to to in, to attract 200, 2 million customers or visitors a year, but I'm sure it didn't because it's yeah, like right. everyone just says, well, everywhere Legolands are just huge failures, right? Like mm-hmm. basically, I think in Japan, they taped together all the Lego stuff to or they glued together all the Lego stuff and decided to do that. So just to make it more wasteful and less good than it's Lego. Right. Um, Is there a big market for Legos over there? Yeah, of course. It's huh. like people. Well, you can get Lego shops, and like people like building models say, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like a yeah, model kit type thing. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And I mean, kids love Legos. Yeah, right. yeah. it's like I've, Minecraft on your table. Legos yeah. are universal. I couldn't Legos say comparative great. to the U.S. if Legos more popular. So I, it seems yeah, popular. I think they're pretty. Popular. I know there's a lot of big are, section yeah. of Lego collectors here, which sure, is sure, some sure. separate stupid yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how is that different from your big fancy Gundam? Is there Gundam like secondary collectors market? Yeah. It, like, it, I mean, you know, like my my girlfriend's like nephew and nieces, they all are super into Lego. So Lego yeah. is still big. It's mm. just Legos, as it's always been. Legos are fucking expensive. Sure, yeah, yeah. they are. Sometimes they changed away from the more generic like yeah, kid I... stuff into purely branded stuff. Yeah, it's right. a lot that feels like the target audience mm. isn't even necessarily the same. Yeah, that's now. what Lego does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to focus more on the, the minor, the unsung heroes of the Japanese amusement park, and mostly geared towards you know, actual Japanese families with kids, little kids and stuff. But you got, you got uh, there's two Hello Kitty amusement parks. There's, the, okay. sa- there's Sanrio Puro Land in, uh, near Tokyo, near mm-hmm. Tokyo. And I've never been there, but there's another one called Harmony Land, and that's in Oita <laughs> near me. And that is, it's kind of dilapidated because it's on the surface of a, or it's on the top of a mountain, and oh. it's been out there for a few dozen years now. I think it's like thirty-five years <laughs> oh, old. Oh wow! But they do like a Hello Kitty like song and dance at the Aww. beginning and end of every day, and they got a Ferris wheel and a carousel, and you know all these Ferris all, wheel all on these a free little would be pretty cool. that would be yeah, cool. yeah yeah a little roller a nice little roller coaster and stuff. It's good for a day of family fun. And down, you also can go down there to the uh, Tasakiyama Monkey Park, and that's where there's little monkeys, like mountain, like uh, what? Yeah, mountain monkeys that you can they can just wander among them and see them fight and see them. See them do monkey stuff. Yeah, they're you know, very monkey-like. Yeah. I just wanted to go to the fox park. The Fox Park, I, where is that? I haven't been. I've been to the area with all the deer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dinar, oh, that's great. The Cat Island? Cat 
Cat, Cat Islands. Cat Islands. Cat Islands are good to watch on TV, but not good to visit. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. They're yeah. here and there ever, but you go and you realize these places are just unsustainable and have a problem. And like, <laughs> yeah, they're not allowed to get rid of the cats, and there's not that many people living there anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's just these cats everywhere, <laughs> looking yeah. looking hungry. Um, oh yeah. So like yeah. American theme parks. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, cats do. Mm-hmm. Cats destroy their ecosystems. Sure do. Yeah. yeah right. When they yeah. don't have predators. And cats often don't really have predators other than like hawks and mm-hmm. eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was some. Oh, God. I forget which Nordic country. It was like Norway or Switzerland or something that mm-hmm. declared cats an invasive species because their <laughs> yeah. cat problem is so huge. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. as, it, as sad as it is, sure Ameri- are. cats are an invasive species in, in America. Yeah. Like, it. it I love but cats, so but cute. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love them, but <laughs> like, yeah, but I, I'm aware of the reality. Yeah. If they were but, ugly, then it wouldn't be an issue because we just kill them all. Yeah, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be rats. And said, I'd, I'd eat a cat. I'd eat a cat. I'd, I'd eat a cat. I don't know. I don't give a shit. I'd eat a dog. I don't give a fuck. Wow. Survival scenario? Sure. As long as, I don't yeah, have right. to, as long as I don't have to get, get to know him first, it doesn't matter. It doesn't me. have a name. Yeah. It's going in. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like, you know, I, I could never, like, eat a cow that I met and befriended. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't want to eat, like, the right, pig from the pig. pig farm that I hung out with, but I'll, I'll eat a pig in the abstract. Yeah, I guess I like, have. <laughs> I, I guess that, that, like, perspective does, you know, help. So what about cannibalism, Todd? <laughs> or, oh, I'm sorry, Dustin. <laughs> but also, Whoa. Todd. As long as I don't know him. <laughs> it was right. a human survival situation. Sure, why not? Well, I, man, meat. I wouldn't want to, like, people are so, they shove so much garbage in their bodies. <laughs> it wouldn't be the worst thing It could have been a healthy yeah, person. I, I, I don't believe that human meat tastes good. I've never like, heard that it tasted good. No one's ever said it has. Mm. Unless it's just anti-cannibalism propaganda. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I yeah, think there, there have been yeah. mixed reactions because there, there are documented cases of people who have lost body parts and taken them home <laughs> yeah, right. for that purpose. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, like well, I lost this leg in a car accident. I guess I'm going to make a go of it. Uh, yeah, no, there was a story yeah, of a guy that did that. And he, yeah. and he asked his my body, my like, choice. You guys want to eat my leg? <laughs> I imagine like most foods it just depends on how you prepare it yeah. right. <laughs> the number one location though that I'm going to plug in Japan is a it's in Nagasaki it's a amusement park slash resort area called Houston Boss mm. spelled kind of weirdly it's a Denmark or mm. Netherlands themed thing you can see here it has like windmills oh, wow. uh, nice. on like flower gardens. Oh, so that's like actually really nice during the winter and stuff. It's like actually pretty beautiful. They have like a nighttime illumination. You can meet a Santa impersonator. You can have a you can have a turkey leg. You can get some you know European beer and and enjoy a night there. But it's just this huge, huge, huge property full of these like vast, elaborate like 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 vacation homes or something that no one has bought so it's just this huge waste of money and you can ride they have weird attractions like like a like the a replica of the one piece ship the going merry <laughs> and uh like you can ride a penny farthing bicycle there is there a windmill gonda there's no windmill <laughs> Yeah, it's like a really weird, like, it's hard to know what the actual target is there because, like, most kids wouldn't be entertained there for a uh-huh. long time. Uh-huh. And, like, you would want to spend, like, two or three days there to, for 
them to make any money, I think. Right. And it's just kind of weird, but it's too big to fail. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. fascinating that that stuff said that all over the place in Japan. Because I, yeah. I don't know if it's opened yet or if it's opening soon, but that Ghibli Park that was, mm. was oh, going to yeah. open up or is opened up is more like that. Where is that like supposed to be? traditional theme park i forget i'd have to look it up um but i know that um i know that it was more like it's more like a greenfield village sort of thing it's yeah. more like a thematically like area it's more yeah. like a real well-themed large public park like you just uh-huh, kind of okay. go there and chill out like there aren't really rides or anything and the, like there's a bunch of I stuff just, in the environment that evokes various movies so it opens november first it's called ghibli park okay and it's uh the official website is open <laughs> <laughs> it's like Good to know. the website just a, just seems to be a landing page. Okay. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So there's like old, there's only there's like images. Yeah, there's like drawings of what it'll look like mm-hmm. and where it will be. Oh, so it's in Aichi, which is uh, not too far from Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Like if you went out there, you could do a, a an overnight or a two day trip out there. Okay. Um, but yeah, probably a more rural area, like harder to, for foreigners to get to at first. Yeah. But that that should be. If it's, if it's it looks like a nice area, so yeah. And the right that that whole yeah. pitch for that thing was that it wasn't going to be like roller coasters and shit. Sure. It was going to be like natural spaces with more like pastoral. Some, yeah. yeah, I mean that's right. that, that's their almost like right, home, almost basically. like a lot more sense. Yeah. Their their brands, you know. So, uh, like yeah. the 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 Denmark theme park yeah. made me think of like unrelated, but it's European, <laughs> like. A lot of Polish people apparently are now cosplaying as like redneck Americans. I've, I've seen this. Nice, <laughs> and they, and so Good they choice. just like they just dress up like rednecks basically and do redneck shit. It's probably pretty easy to dunk on Americans. Yeah, it is yeah. very yeah. easy. It's kind of low effort. It's yeah, true. yeah, you call it cosplaying. You can just do call it doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that that to jump back that Ghibli Park. I think that'll be great to go to in about five years when it's not so crowded with people yeah. all the time. Right. right. Yeah. Ironed out whatever problems it has. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. things when things first open up in Japan, people line up and wait, you know, mm-hmm. hours and hours huh. and do it. And I don't like that seeing that many people, and I don't like that many Same. people very much. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. The interesting thing, I, I guess, yeah. the one in Orlando will probably be the most natural reaction we'll get. Because uh-huh. I, because I would have loved to know of the world where that Nintendo park opened at Universal. Like, yeah, I would just love what the attendance would have been like in a world yeah. where things were no normal out of, out of morbid curiosity. Yeah, <laughs> oh. it would have been crazy. I'm sure. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's not that big. Like, yeah, that's you yeah. see what's all, what all's in there. It's it's neat, but it's it's like. Not a day's worth of right. content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, most of the stuff in Universal isn't on its own a day's right. worth. Right, it's content. part right. of a bigger, stuff, bigger thing. Like, whatever. Like, you get a day's worth of content out of the Hagrid ride because it's a three-hour <laughs> wait. Fits in the yeah. line. Right. and then you have to go on it again because it was so awesome. There you go. So it's that's a, a that's a day. That's eight hours right eight there. Hours. <laughs> Perfect. Got them. They're also opening a new section of Disneyland in Japan called Fantasy Springs in 2023. That's going to be like based on all like princess stuff, and there's going to be like a Frozen World and a Moana World and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, so. that, that's the thing. That, that's yeah. one of the because we we were going to do like probably a quarter of that whole trip was going to be we were going to hit a couple of theme park things. Yeah, and, and it's not um, bad. yeah, I've Sorry. heard like, yeah, it's, like it's the, Frozen, Tangled, and Peter Pan. Yeah, and then yeah, a the, giant luxury uh, hotel. Yeah, because those, those parks aren't so. the Japanese parks aren't owned by Disney. They can't. They yeah, that's interesting. Them. They're separate. They're yeah, managed. Yeah, the properties to them. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And the difference between them is that like 
that basically that those parks get capital expenditure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the yeah, way that the right. American parks don't. Because, like, but, from my understanding, the, the Japanese parks are really well taken care of. Like, they bother to do preventative maintenance. Yeah, as you yeah, do. yeah. And, like, they kind of like, do that in Disneyland because it's the original one, like, in sure. California. And then at Disney World, they'll, like, keep stuff together with duct tape and <laughs> to, right, until yeah. they're forced not to because no one gives a shit. Because it's Florida. <laughs> right, because it's Florida. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Nothing's regulated. Nope. Um, but, yeah. Get the lights, Phil. Oh, did we lose power? No, no, we're still it's going. Just, it's getting darker by the second. Yeah. That's all. But yeah, the weather's kicking up. Um, you have to turn it. Yeah, thank you. Oh, oh, there we go. I can see Lights. the. Um, I can see it. Numbers still in the microwave. We're still good. Yeah. <laughs> what? It must. It's about to storm. It's about to it? storm. Door got yeah. blown open. I saw. Yeah. Wow. Mm. You want to go close there's it? Been, nah. There's been thunder. <laughs> yeah, there's been thunder booming. <laughs> we're all scared. Yeah. Some days I live on the beach and some days I take a bike ride and the wind is just blowing against me super hard and I just imagine uh, Saruman from Lord of the Rings and some mountain yelling at me and trying to <laughs> take me down. So Does that give you the strength to go on? Yeah, and then I'm just like, fuck you, old man. Yeah, and I keep, push, keep pedaling. Yeah, mm -hmm. I imagine my adversary <laughs> in the he weather. Sucks. Sure. Yeah. Rip, Rip Christopher idiot. Lee. To take things yeah. back to the ground again and then I'll maybe kick it around the, around yeah. the table a little bit. But what how has the day-to-day -day life shifted in like the post-pandemic mm -hmm. into like weird economy situation yeah Japan, well like is inflation a thing there to I, us, it to always has been but yeah recently it's bad as it is everywhere um for me i changed from working going into the office every day and like having to wear Salary, at least long pants to now just working at home and not having to wear anything yeah yeah nothing at all so i i you know it's been more just having all the free time and no supervision for the right. most part and just uh yeah i it's been good good to me little bit of a monkey's paw in terms mm -hmm. of all sure. going from oh, i wish i could work from home to now i can only work from home and can't do anything else but right. uh yeah, you know, right. It's you know, it'd be nice to have the choice. <laughs> got over the hump of the the first year, like going crazy over it, and now I'm yeah feeling more adjusted and taking advantage of the my environment, which as I said is pretty good. Right. Access to the beach, access mm -hmm. to the city relatively easily, and not super bad fear of COVID as mm -hmm. far as going most places in Japan, as long mm -hmm. as you're responsible. Right. Um, yeah. So, but I think it changed. You know a lot of things in Japan and further hurts the, the economy there. And so probably, probably some people out there are still having more trouble, more trouble than they would. And I definitely see people less often than I want. Cause everybody's very, cautious. what's the word? Cautious. Yeah. Considerate yeah. of each other. Well, right. The yeah. social contract is much stronger in Japan. Yeah. So nobody wants to like, everybody's trying <laughs> the not consideration. to step on each other's toes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We, we, yeah. Were, we were like, I mean, our group, specifically yeah. was really like we didn't see each other for it was a it couple was that, months and then that was like a couple times outside right. yeah. out at the park yeah. distanced masked yeah we were close enough but... yeah we like we we just we didn't have phys like physical like in person presence like hardly ever it, like, yeah it was, really it was the week everything blew up was the march madness yep, weekend that was it uh, yeah and then Super, um, caused i don't it. think i think the next time that we were in your house phil might have been like christmas time yeah New Year's because we were no because we were delivering cookies oh yeah and we just stopped by for like a second and then left and then right. that year we actually yeah, that was the online new year's eve party. yeah right mm -hmm. 
Yeah, every time I see a movie that was either released in 2019 or clearly made part or parts of it made in, I'm just think like, wow, the world was so excessively big and like overdone back then. <laughs> and that was the year like tons of my friends came to Japan for a friend's wedding, mm-hmm. and I took my whole family back here during the summer and all that, just all this traveling. And I was finally starting to travel for work and all these things. And then all of that just shifted back, shifted away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but what, who am I to complain? Sure. sure. (laughs) Compared to so many people. Right. And that's again, kind of our our perspective too, is that I don't think anyone around the table has suffered like a super personal, like negative effect. Yeah. Uh, Relatively other speaking. Than, yeah. Other than the wide, li- the widespreading right, right like, like yeah. mental health kind of malaise that damages hit every single person. But uh, yeah. So it's just nothing yeah. like targeted or anything. Yeah. Um, Alex, if you don't mind me asking, since we're talking about places that are other, like other ge- geographical locations, mm-hmm. what's the um? What has your perspective been having all those ties to Puerto Rico? Because the uh, the other thing about the thing that's fascinating to me about Puerto Rico is that like. It is absolutely part of America, and yep. I feel like at least twenty percent of Americans think it's a foreign country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's that. probably higher. Yeah, yeah. Honest, honest at, at least at yeah. minimum. Yeah. Um, but that said, it is geographically far away enough from most of the people who are, live on the yeah. central landmass that, like, mm-hmm. you know, it definitively has its own culture. And, oh yeah, and absolutely. Like yeah. So, like, how 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 have you perceived like the on the ground situation in this fucked up pandemic world there compared to like? Uh... It was it was really weird, you know, because uh, I spent you know obviously all my time here in, in, in Michigan, right. Mm-hmm. right? Um, so I had no idea what to expect when I went there, uh, and I think it was. Uh, when did I go the further the two times that I went like post pandemic or post during I'm not even sure after it started yeah (laughs) right um I think the first time was uh end of 2020 so into going into 2021 Mm. right um like December, January. That and was kind of a window when people traveled. I yeah. Feel like yeah. Some people was, did. Yeah. It right. was, a, I was, yeah, uh, I don't think we had the vaccine yet. So yeah, it was the, 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 uh, airport here yeah. in, uh, mm-hmm. in Detroit was a fucking nightmare. It was I like, mean, that's probably, just a normal. Yeah. It's never good. I mean, like worse than I've ever seen it before. It was, uh, right. but I've never flown like during a holiday. So it was like, mm-hmm. I think the 26th, like right after Christmas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, in the um, in the morning, and it was just everyone was just crammed into one. I, I thought it's like, oh, airport's gonna be fine. It's gonna be dead. Nobody wants to fly right now. Uh, they're gonna do the social distancing. None of that. Ooh. It was just everybody was in just like a regular day. Um, again, pre-vaccine. Um, mm. You're ter- like, well, it, it was it was terrifying. Mm. <laughs> and then I get to Puerto Rico, and it's just completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, people are spaced out Mm -hmm. um there's all sorts of just like plexiglass um to separate people like between the lines Mm -hmm. and then yeah as i kind of mentioned before just uh when you everyone has to go out a single exit and you're talking to a government representative uh waiting for a spot in line and it's like where are you going uh, have you had a COVID test yet? Um, within 48 hours, if if you get, if you don't fulfill those requirements, then you have to, um, quarantine yourself. I don't remember how long. They stuck you in a room for two weeks. <laughs> Cause I know, More I know less, back then it was yeah. like 14 days was kind of the window. I think so. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was just, it was completely different. And then on top of that, just, uh, everywhere you would go, restaurants, uh, stores, they were all still open, but they were like, 
more than I'd ever seen it here. Uh, just uh, they have uh, only two or three people can go into a store at a, at a time. Oh, wow. Um, mm. They uh, every, every single place you would go into, they would uh, check your temperature. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Every yeah. single place. Wow. And then spray your hands with uh, sanitizer from a spray bottle. Like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was, yeah. I, I felt more safe there <laughs> than I did here yeah. Uh, yeah. in regards to... And, and I and I went out, and I, you know, as far as I know, I never got the COVID. Do you think it's possible that being an island, especially a sort of small island, is part of the reason that they took it so seriously? Their, I mean, our medical system isn't great. Yeah, their medical system's not so great. Is is is, is a lot worse. Yeah. So right. it just there's a lot more. <laughs> to lose. I mean, it, yeah. it being a U.S. territory that isn't well taken care of. Yeah, it definitely probably made the the local government of Puerto Rico go. All right, we cannot fuck with this. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, it, like you know, in the wake of other disasters that have occurred yeah. since COVID started, they were proven right yeah. to yeah. act as as they did and take every precaution possible. Well, that yeah, that's the sad part about like because I do think that does like there's a certain element to that that is more likely to appear in like isolated island the Asian like places than not is that like yeah like there's only so much land mass there's only so many natural resources so at some sure, point everybody's right. got to kind of be in it together if we're going to make this whole society right. thing work pretty much yeah um so like i think that's where a lot of the more like you know yeah. socially supportive attitudes come from but at mm-hmm. the same time right, right. you know uh japan is obviously its own sovereign nation and puerto yeah. rico yeah. is caught in this bizarre like yeah. middle middle position right. where it is part of America, yeah. but does not have hard a statehood level of representation where it like it absolutely does not get the amount of resources or attention that like the fifty states do because right. simply legislatively they have more of a yeah. say in what the government does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Literally taxation without <laughs> yeah, representation. Yeah. 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 Right, is in fact that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a it's just a real weird situation and and. Uh, I don't know what if you what you know about this personally, but as I, my again very very limited understanding is that like like Puerto Ricans are kind of split on the statehood issue. Like even if it, yeah. they, they were allowed right. it, it's uh, not like a definitive like ninety percent. Yeah, right, right. Like, it's not I that will. level of support. It's uh, yeah, it's, hard to say. I mean, it sounds <laughs> like it seems more like they're like half the people are like give us statehood because they're like that's the answer, and then the other half are like. Fucking let us leave, let us leave, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's where the divide is yeah. is is more like the, everyone agrees that they can't stay where they are in the position they're in. Yeah, it's terrible. But it's, it's the like, answer is where they're. Yeah, split I would think that up. seems right. pretty reasonable to me either way. Yeah. right. Yeah, <clears throat> cut us loose or let her like give us a seat at the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And that's that, that's exactly it. And I agree with both. Yeah, right. I don't and, know which, which one is better. Right, I'm right. Know? I'm no, you know. It's not my decision to make. Yeah, right. But both are better than where they're at now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that really—it's really unfortunate that, that everybody there is kind of stuck in that shitty limbo. But, yeah, it's you know, it sounds like people are making the most of it, which is, I guess, the best that people can do. But yeah, that's fascinating. Because uh, yeah, I've never been. I'd love to go. I'd love to go anywhere that I haven't been in the world. You don't need a so, passport. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, I just need to buy a plane ticket and go. Yeah, pretty um, much. <laughs> It's getting. I mean, I think it's it's getting a lot more expensive. A lot. I think a, a lot of people are realizing just like, oh shit, like it's it's a nice place nice to place go. to go to, and it's really close. You yeah. Know, it's, How it's long is the flight? And you don't need a from passport. here. If you can, if you can manage to get a straight flight from Detroit, it's about five hours. Oh okay. wow, that's yeah. not at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
barely worse than going to California. Yeah, right. That's, right. A, that's yeah. a little shorter than like LA. A much that's better bad, yeah. flight than to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. I've been to Hawaii several times because it's close to closer to mm-hmm. Japan mm-hmm. Right. than a place in Puerto Rico or somewhere in the Caribbean would be. But like you know, yeah. uh, seems nicer. I mean, if you can get out there, mm-hmm. uh, right. For a long time, flights out there were really cheap. I feel yeah, like, they, yeah, they really Rico, were. Costa Rica. Well, that's, that's, uh, right mm-hmm. now, I think it's all flights are kind of up. Yeah, it was so much. there's also that. That's <laughs> so fair, much that's gas and stuff like that is too. Right. Uh, did they have? Did they have partitions between tables in Puerto Rico? I've never seen that in no. the states. They do that in Japan all the time. Oh, that's interesting. And in some cases, even a partition like across the table from you. And mm-hmm. in most places, you can be like, "Can we move this aside?" And they'll be like, "Sure," but there's some big chains where it's just like. There and built it. Yeah. 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 Wow. We bolted yeah. it on, man. Good luck with that. Yeah, like who knows when they'll ever take it off, and like who knows when people will ever go back to wearing masks pre-COVID level in Japan. Mm-hmm. And in some way, maybe they don't need to, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Especially if like tourists get on board with it and aren't like, oh, I don't want to go to Japan because people wear masks there. I don't think people, are, even people who don't care for masks themselves, are ever going to say that because it won't. There's no reason to object to other people wearing masks, you know. Yeah, the people, uh, there are some people that are that yeah. way, but those are also people that probably will never leave their state. Yeah, exactly. Those yeah, are just yeah. really insecure people. Mm-hmm. So unlikely to go to Japan. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, why don't they speak English? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Eat at America Town. Yeah. Where's the McDonald's? What's yeah. this? Uh, edamame. <laughs> edamame. Edamame. Basically something everybody knows now. Yeah. <laughs> Not them. Not that idiot. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yep. He did it. Uh, speaking of traveling, I'm going to give us another different se- or a segue if Brian will uh, participate with me. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've also been watching a little Evo over the uh, yeah. weekend. Yeah. Like, like that, it was nice to see that show come back because this is their first live event since since the pandemic began. Yeah, since 2019. Uh, yeah. And the, I had forgot that they even, like, that, that they had their whole shakeup with... Uh, their own like mini Me Too moment where the guy who ran fucking Mister Wizard, yeah, right, yeah. the guy who ran that show yeah. got called out for being a piece of shit. Um, I forgot, I, I forgot the, the 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 details of how fucked up the Skullgirl situation was until it finally just sort of oh with Mike Z, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like fighting impunity, there's been some some stuff happening. Oh yeah, so, but I'm I'm glad they're they're keeping it together enough to like put that event together and hopefully you know keep making that those more inclusive spaces for people to get into but. yeah and and i mean so like evo it, as a company now they brought on um i can't remember his last name but his name's rick mm-hmm. who runs combo breaker and ran uftt yeah, 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 yeah. uh yep. prior to that you know a community favorite event and so he's the one in charge of it now and so it, it's from everything i've read on twitter and just people talking it sounds like it's been a better event than it has been That's ever good. Yeah, watching watching uh, some footage of it, it, both like the main event stuff and like just like the show floor kind of thing. It really mm. made me want to go. Like, which had been like yeah. in the back of my mind, it's like I'd like to go to Evo someday. You know, before the pandemic popped yeah. off. But uh, but yeah, it really made me want to go. Like things that they're like, it looks like the other parts of it keep like tiny in tiny increments building up over time. Like they had an artist alley space and like oh, wow. a bunch of free play <laughs> booths and shit. And I was like, that looks like yeah, a lot they of had fun. casuals and they, and they had like a full artist alley and mm-hmm. and like the the showroom area was like uh, I was like CJM on Twitter posted a video 
of like he just took a, a video on his phone of it and it's fucking huge yeah like it's uh-huh. absolutely massive like half of it is tournament space and the other half is like broken up into like casuals and like retro game space and uh, and the artist alley and everything and it just it looks really like much better than it did before it, like they really expanded their space and the i'm sure the funding from sony helped sure yeah definitely <laughs> What, what is going on right now? What's the current event? Uh, Evolution is the name of the event. Uh, or no, I mean, what game? Which game? Oh, it's King of Fighters. Okay. okay. I want to check out the Guilty Gear Strive. That's the, that's the last one. So it'll probably okay. be later tonight. Yeah. That's the only game, the, the, one of these games I've played. They're three hours, <laughs> three hours behind us. So okay. Yeah, yeah. if you go to the EVO website and look at the times, those are Pacific. So okay. Add, okay. add three hours to the schedule yeah. if you want to know when a thing is on uh, over here on the East Oh, Coast. and Dragon Ball Fighters. I'd like to check that out. I thought that I thought their finals was last night. Okay, but yeah, yeah it was. I haven't checked it. I caught a chunk of I'll, it. I'll watch. I'll watch it yeah, later. Because it it's, it's King of Fighters fifteen, Tekken seven, Street Fighter five, and then Guilty Gear Strive. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the order of the schedule. Yeah, watching watching yeah. some of those games in motion that made me remember that I like Guilty Gear in theory, but not in practice. Mm. Even this most recent one, I don't remember if all the games were like this because I haven't played much Guilty Gear. Like mm. I've played very little of it. But there's, um, watching people play it, there's so much words and shit on the screen so at this point. I was like, this, I hate this. This is disgusting. So that, that's, <laughs> that is something that is, that everyone, everyone that plays that game doesn't like. Okay. It, that, that's something that they, that they really amplified in uh, this game. And huh. it, like, and just like the, uh, what is it? The, the camera, like. Just like, like bouncing people into the new areas and stuff. Well, that that's fine. That's, right, that's but, fine. In, in, in sparingly, but it's like the counter hits because there's like a big like camera zoom and like uh-huh. a slowdown to it, and it's just it always fucks with me when I'm playing. And yeah, that happens. But that was the first thing I noticed watching about five minutes of it is like when a certain th- when some things would happen and it would be like a forty percent of the screen is like occupied by a giant word that's like yeah. you got it or whatever, and I'm like, yeah. like Jesus. Yeah, it's just. It, it, it like and then like the the hit counter is like literally the size of the yeah, screen in the background. Insane. And, and really like stupid. and like I can get past it just because like Whatever. I'm I'm able to uh-huh. like I, I played Marvel so right. you know. And depending <laughs> on how how familiar, how familiar you are with the game, like you've seen it in motion enough that you're just like you know you're dialed into the action at that point. Yeah, like, like really... able to separate the the shit in the background from the shit in the foreground. Yeah, but it was jarring. I was like, oh man. Yeah, no, it definitely it's is. <laughs> Um, and then talking about other games that were there, I finally, there, there's apparently finally a lot of Street Fighter 6 footage out in the wild, because that game's playable on the floor, so mm-hmm. you can just go play it as a dude if you're at EVO. Um, and I, that, that game looks like it might be really interesting. Like, I'm more interested in it now than I was before this, uh, having learned about... I think you're already pretty interested, at least in theory. Oh, in theory, but so, yeah, like the, learning about the things they're trying to change about it, it sounds really fascinating. Because like, Brian, do you know what's up with Street Fighter Six? Because I like I said I've learned all yeah. this within the last twenty four hours, yeah. so my <laughs> this is fresh information for me. But it's still like that game is kind of like piecing together a lot of the stuff stuff from the more recent successful Street Fighter games. And by recent, I mean like the last like in the two thousands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's got parries, uh, hmm. like like. Uh, Third Strike, but they're not like they don't function like Third Strike. It's basically like a state you put yourself in. Where you'll basically just like push the parry input and you'll be parrying perpetually, and just anything to hit you with, you'll just kind of swat out of the way unless it's like a throw. Okay. Um, and it's got very little wind up, but a bunch of uh, cooldown basically. So, like, coming out of the parry state is when you're the most vulnerable, it seems like. Oh. Yeah, I mean, with the. So, the. But the parry consumes your your drive that, gauge. Yeah, that's the other big so, thing. So, and. 
And if you fail to parry something, like if you let let off and then you don't, uh, then you don't actually parry anything. Then you it consumes a bar of your of your drive gauge. But if you successfully parry something, you get a part of it back. Yeah, and the drive gauge is the thing that's the wildest about that game. Which, like I said, on paper it sounds like I love what they're trying to do with it because they're like couching like four different systems within it. But it's basically like, and this is the thing that like I feel like. Most casual players don't even notice that there's a meter there, but if you played any version of Street Fighter that has stun in it, which is most of them, there's a little bar underneath your health bar, and that's the stun gauge. And if you basically take a bunch of hits very rapidly in succession, it fills up. And once that meter fills up, that's when you actually get stunned, and, you're, and well, your character will like you know teeter back and forth so that you won't actually be able to put input inputs for a few seconds. So you're just opened up to anything your opponent wants to do to you at that point. So that version of the stun system appears to be totally gone in Street Fighter VI, and it is replaced with this other meter, which Brian says is the drive gauge. Okay. And it's it's basically like a meter that determines what defensive tools you can have access so, to, so to some extent. To give you a little more specifics, the way that stun works is if you if you go if you burn through all your drive gauge, you go into what is a state called burnout. Yeah, and it's like a and soft then, stun state. You, well, like you can it, still do inputs, but you can't. Well, so in burnout, you're totally like you you play normal, but you aren't able to use any of the drive abilities. Yeah, so you can't carry like, and you can't. Yeah, and there's like a five second. Uh, after five seconds, you get it all back. Mm. Like it just all restores. But if you if you're if you're not in burnout and you need and like. The uh, the drive gauge slowly replenishes as is, but if you're in burnout and you get hit by I think drive impact, which is one of the drive abilities yeah. that are tied to the meter, is that the focus attack that's equivalent? what yeah, that's yeah. what that's what puts you into a proper stun state, like crumples you and you're stunned. So it's like it's weird and different, but it it's really interesting looking. Um, something about Street Fighter Six that I saw is like people were saying that it. It actually looks like it's slower than Street Fighter Five, which I don't know if that's going to be true in the long run, or yeah, still balancing it. Like, yeah, or or if or if it's just that you know, since you don't know how to play, like you utilize the the drive system, like is it just that since you're not using that properly, it just feels really slow, and once you know how to use it, it's going to feel stupid fast or something, because mm-hmm. that's like you know. A beginner goes in and plays Marvel 2 and they feel slow and clunky, but then you watch a good player playing Marvel 2 yeah. and it's like watching literal lightning. Yeah, but it's, it's fascinating to me because like on, on the high end, uh, Street Fighter has always been this way or like like fighting games that use similar mechanics where like on the high end, it's a resource management game. Mm-hmm. Like it's all, it's all about how much meter you have at any given point and what you want to spend it on. Like most casual players don't really engage that game that way and even I barely got to the point when I was at my best at it where I was like really engaging with it at that level but Street Fighter 6 you you kind of will have no choice uh, with outside of managing the drive meter because it's tied into so much stuff because you lose drive from blocking even like I think it goes down as you block hits um, like you said the drive impact which is this game's focused attack equivalent which is like like focus attacks in Street Fighter 4 where like you push two buttons and you do a wind-up for, like, a relatively long attack that has armor, so, like, you'll at least be able to take one hit and just, like, ignore it, basically. And then, like, if you if you hit someone, it's, like, a knockdown, actually. Like, if you actually right. strike them with it, it'll, it'll knock them it down. It crumpled, yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll put them in a crumple state or whatever. Um, and this game has that, and it's part of the drive system, too, so it costs that same meter, whereas Focus Attacks in Street Fighter 4 didn't cost anything, but then if you wanted to, like, cancel out of them, like, if you wanted to dash cancel out of it, it would cost your super meter, basically. Right. Well, no. Um, so... 
we don't need to get into the particulars of Street Fighter 4. Yeah, that's but fine. It, but it's... It I haven't was, played it in quite some time. <laughs> it, it, if you used a special move, you could cancel into the into that by spending meter. But actually just dashing out of the focus attack costs nothing. Okay. Um, but, the, but, the, but the thing there is tying it all into the same system. Like I said, that's the part that's really interesting to me is that like... Because uh, it's not... Like... Uh, Right. EX moves aren't even targeting your super meter anymore, right? Like no, it's, 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 part it's part of the drive, drive system. system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then also, like, all the characters have a really shitty forward dash, but there's, uh, but there's like, a, a drive rush, which is a, a longer forward dash that you can cancel normal moves into that is also tied to the drive meter. So there's, like, six or seven things you can do with it, and it's really cool that that's, like... Uh, but that's part of it. Like the game is like, you, you have a ton of options that are tied to this one thing, and then so it's just deciding what you're gonna do with it. That's and it, right. That's and the you part have it all of it. off rip too. Yeah. So you have yeah. X uh, like immediately. Basically. Yeah. That, those are the two things that I really like about it from a dis- like designer's perspective, trying to see what it, they appear to attempt to be attempting to do with it. Like the the decisions that I really appreciate about it are, like you said, it starts full, so you have those resources from the jump, and you get to decide how you want to use them. And the fact that they have tied so many systems into a single pool of resources means that more players will have to learn how to play the game that way, which I think is interesting. Because mm-hmm. I don't, it'll, it'll, well, to see when it comes out whether like people take to it or not. But I think it's a good idea. Yeah, but, and, like I don't know how and, it'll work out in practice. And I'm sure, like you know, even once like an optimal way to play a character with the resources comes out, I'm sure that like you know that's like it, it gives you a lot of options for how you want to do it, like whether. It, you want to just burn through it and get a big advantage early, or if you're going to play patient and sit on the resources and use them later. Yeah, and the other big thing about that game that's new that I think is, like, even... I think it was a good idea even before hearing about all this, but I think it's even more necessary considering, like, how much you have to learn about that part of the game period is that their new modern input uh, method... I think, like I said, it was a great idea just to give the game into more people's hands, period. Mm-hmm. Just to, like, give more people the option to jump on with, like without being as intimidated by how complex the Street Fighter inputs usually are. Um, but, like, even more so with a system like that, where you have to be, like, all players, if you want to, like, know why your character is in one state or the other, you'll have to kind of pay more attention to that, like, period. So having there be an option for the inputs to be less intense, I think, is good. And so the the two different ways you can play Street Fighter Six are the traditional way, where it's, like, three, three punches, three kicks, and, like, all the motions, like, quarter circles and all that shit. And the other way that you can play it is basically with uh, just the four face buttons and like you can use like you can use one trigger I think for um, for parrying and then there's there's one that does like uh, there there are a couple of discrete inputs but mostly it is one light medium and heavy attack and then one special button that works like the B button in Smash Brothers where you mm-hmm. put it push and you push a direction and you do a move mm-hmm. uh, so like forward and a forward special will do with like a fireball maybe up special probably does a, an uppercut <laughs> uh, like that kind of shit. Um, on the Neo Geo Pocket Color, they had a simple input mode for the where you would push like just forward and A, and that would do a Hadouken or something like yeah. that. And I'm all for them making the the control scheme more accessible for newbies. But when are they going to make that game free to play? They got to do that. <laughs> that's that's the thing that that's the big topic of discussion around yeah. it, it and, like in the community, because like after after seeing just you know the success of other free to play games like. Uh, uh, Dungeon Fighter Duel came out, okay, and I think that's free to play. Yeah, um, 
So it costs one cent every time you do a punch, right? right. That's what I expected. Yeah, the the perfect sure microtransactions, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's so the Riot Games fighting game that's going to be coming out is going to be free-to-play. Uh, yeah. Project L, uh, Multiverses was free-to-play, mm-hmm. and that's gotten a ton of attention just because, you know, people are willing to give a game a try if it's free because it costs sure. nothing but a little bit of time. Yeah. And some people, like, really enjoy the game, and yeah. then they yeah. stick with it, and they might spend some money on it. And it very well might be, and it, it might even be different per region because like that, sure. that was the other things I saw is that they're skirting they're like they've been asked about that directly they're like we're not talking about monetization right now mm-hmm. which means that they're they either are still deciding or that they yeah. know and they just don't want to tell people yet but it's certainly on the table at least for the moment yeah, yeah. I mean so like one of the biggest things is like it, so Street Fighter 6 does look like it's going to have a better launch than Street Fighter 5 like it's going to be more more yeah, <laughs> yeah. more feature filled and it it's you know if they're gonna charge try to charge sixty bucks they need to give you sixty bucks for the content out, out the gate mm-hmm. uh, you know because I mean it's just is it worth it to spend sixty bucks on uh, especially for fighting games it's so hard because you know if you're gonna if you're gonna charge people that much money out the gate then you gotta I mean are people gonna pay it is the real question um, and that's why the free to play model is such a good idea because. You know, get people uh, to play the game first and try it, and not, and it lowers expectations of like, yeah. of, of what they want to get out of it when you make it a free to play game versus you know, sixty bucks. They're like, I'm gonna, I want to be able to have X, Y, and Z feature, and if they don't have it, people are just gonna like either return the game, sell it, or you know, not continue playing it, and that is negatively gonna affect how the game performs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I honestly, I think. Fighting games especially would benefit a lot from going free to play and then either charging, you know, do it the way that Killer Instinct did it at launch, where there's a character rotation, you buy a character for like two bucks. Yeah, I could absolutely see conceive of a version of that <coughs> game that is like it's like Halo Infinite plus right, like the Riot Games model, where it's <laughs> like we've got this other campaign thing, because that's the other thing in that game, is that like it'll have like a more traditional video game campaign, even more yeah. traditional than the fighting games, it looks like, where it's like part of it is just like a brawler. <laughs> like, a, mm-hmm. like That's what it seems like they're trying to do from the outside with like a story that progresses in a, a more traditional way than like Street Fighter, where you get like a little cutscene at the beginning and a little cutscene at the end. It's <laughs> like, oh, Ken did a thing. The end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised at all if they like charge money for that, like that, like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a certain dollar amount, and then like you can Google just... Watch too. Yeah. <laughs> right and then you can just play online with you know whatever characters are free this month in perpetuity and then if you want to buy permanent access to the roster you know you gotta pay six bucks for Chun-Li or whatever the fuck um who knows it worked for Pokemon Unite right like to- yeah it's, it's, it's a yeah. business model that's been successful in a lot of games yeah it's yeah. 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 you know learn from the past like yeah. look at look at games that never th- reinvent the wheel I mean they're mm-hmm. they're again, not again, they're again. They're contemporaries, but they're not. Mm-hmm. It, but if you just go, okay, so Pokemon Unite, yeah. League of Legends, Dota 2, yeah. like, there are tons of games that do it. Like, yeah. and, and they even dabbled in that in Street Fighter V, right? Because, like, couldn't you eventually unlock mm-hmm. characters by pl- getting enough fun bucks? Yeah, like, like fight money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you could get fight money from doing the in-game right. challenges or whatever. Or just I playing think. the game and, like, playing online. You just, you get... You earn fight money by doing that. You can buy characters with that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, just do that. And, like, I I really hope they do. Because, like, and Killer Instinct was another example of the rotating uh, Mm -hmm. characters. Like, they they took that from League of Legends and made it work. And the game did 
pretty well for like three or four years, you know. There was a recent Killer Instinct game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was, one was, like, uh, there was a modern one. one came out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it launched with Xbox One, and okay. it, and it was yeah, uh, yeah. it was it supported for a couple years. Yeah, it, it got <laughs> okay. three years of support. It, it got cut off because it was built like it existed in the Xbox Live Arcade, uh-huh. uh, like office yeah. kind of thing. So it couldn't keep existing after the system died. Yeah, and when Xbox yeah. Live Arcade went down, right. they stopped supporting it. Gotcha. So that that's how that worked out. But it 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 had like a really pretty big fan base, and it mm-hmm. made a good amount of money. Like being free to play, so yeah. My understanding that it was more well received by the fighting game community as a whole than Killer Instinct historically. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, it sure was. Uh, yeah. I think it's kind of like a slippery slope. Like you see, like games like mobile games like Diablo Immortal made a hundred million dollars in like two months or something, despite being reviled. Game, yeah. You know, <laughs> and you can see a lot of games doing that, saying they're free to play, but then all these things that you know make playing it better. Couple bucks here, a couple bucks there, and you know it does add up over time. Well, that's right. that's yeah. the that's the gotcha thing that's on the opposite end of it. You know, is like if you have predatory, because free to play is a really good model if it's done not in a shitty predatory way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think that's my issue with it is like again with the success of certain games like that, and I know it's different because it's gotcha versus something that would you know kind of be set in stone once you buy something. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it it encourages people. To spend, you know, it's not really free to play if you really want all the features that mm-hmm. make a game as good as it can be, and that's what I don't like about it. Like, right. Yeah. And and, and and that's the flip side of it is like, the like if you're trying to make a game successful and like on a business side, then like other than for like single player games that are like uh that are a a bespoke product that exist as they are, like those you put a price tag on it, you sell it. Yeah. But like, if you're if you're talking about a game that's supposed to have like a life cycle and you're doing continued support, free to play is realistically the model to do. And like, unless you're doing some stupid predatory shit like Diablo Immortal did and uh, Star Wars, whatever the one, the Battlefront, Battlefront I think it was, yeah. Battlefront yeah. Two. Like, unless you're doing like really shitty loot box stuff and or like anything like that, like just having. Uh, having it be where you pay for a like a character like anything like a fighting game like really it can work really well with because if you go I'm buying this character because I'm playing this character then you can spend three dollars and you can play that game forever right there's just a fundamentally different within within the free to play space there's a fundamentally different proposition than saying like I want to I'm gonna pay five dollars and I'm gonna play as Blanca. Versus, you know, I'm going to pay $4 and I'm going to open this booster pack. And instead of getting Blanca, I'm going to get, like, a new color for chun panties and some Ryu stickers. And, like, yeah. Yeah. and I guess I have to spend four more dollars. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's that's fundamentally what it is. Is, like, if you can if you can deterministically make the purchase that you want for the thing that you want, it, like, even if it's, like, kind of expensive, which is, like, shitty but it's still like it's better than like just throwing tons of money at like it like at a booster pack or a loot mm-hmm. box or whatever yeah, yeah. I, I fully agree but i also i mean call it me pessimistic but i feel like spending money on a game where they're just continually releasing more and more and more it's like oh i got this fighting game everything i buy is permanent but now i spent 95 dollars on it just to keep unlocking characters that i wanted to try or this or that that's inevitable Which, yeah and, and it's I'm, not I'm just being pessimistic you know like you I, know. I mean so even with the current model so if if street fighter 5 didn't release a 
uh, like the Champion Edition, which is like 40 the bucks, the bundle of everything. If you bought everything at uh, a la carte, like that's in Street Fighter Five now, you'd be paying like $140. Right, exactly. And so like it just happens as you release more characters anyways because it ends up being DLC packs and everything like that. And it, it's, if you're, if, if, if you're not being shitty about it and you're not like dropping like everything into like a loot box, it, it, you're gonna end up paying more anyways in the life cycle of a game, yeah, regardless. Got it. It, it's <laughs> it, it's all it's all just basically on the you know if you if you don't front load the cost and you don't make it caught if you don't put the cost as you know sixty buck sixty dollar price tag, it's just it makes it so that more people will be willing to give it a try and then they yes. spend how much they want to spend. It, it's it's just on how it's done. And no, it, I agree. It's I feel like it's. Uh... It, it's a gotcha in the fact that like oh we want to get you for no price and then get you hooked on it and then you're gonna spend on it and places everywhere do it with everything and it's just yeah, kind of right. you know, the first hits free Mike yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say Mike yeah. you're, never, you're never wrong to be pessimistic about money in video games for yeah. sure yeah so the- but it's the it, it's also the idea of like myself as a consumer my perspective is because like when I played League of Legends Legends ten twelve years ago. I spent four dollars on the game, and I played for hundreds of hours. It, I know people will wail out and spend like buy every costume that comes out and, and all that stuff, but you know uh, that's unfortunately their decision to do that, and the fact that they can. But like, it's optional content and everything like that, and it's you, you have to just you have to measure your expectations, I guess, as a con- as a consumer and go well i can get a ton of experience like a ton of really good enjoyment out of a game for under ten ten dollars and that's really good and the people that are going to throw their money at everything in the eververse shop in destiny <laughs> are going to do that one way or another people who unlock a skin the first day it's out instead of waiting like five weeks for it to be out for free yeah <laughs> also for all the listeners at home you've unwittingly purchased the mike dlc yeah so yes. you will be charged accordingly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got your card on file yep. yeah. <laughs> well the last thing i'll say especially like for street fighter but for like multiplayer games in general and kind of for all video games like the, so the video game industry is fucked up like everything oh, yeah. everything oh, yeah. about it is fucked up one of the weirdest ways that it's fucked up relative to other things like to other Media. Media. Even other just products that you can purchase that have tiers of price Mm -hmm. is that, like, you know, like, luxury car brands aren't competing with, like, you know, base-level Toyotas, right? Like, they don't meet anywhere in the marketplace, really. The type of person who's going to spend $80,000 on a car is never the type of person who's going to spend $30,000 on a car. Uh, But the pricing in video games across the board is so flat, like... Like, you can pretty much afford any video game ever, if you really want to. Like, mm-hmm. like they usually, to, the entry point to get in is 60 to $70, or whatever. So, you know, you go work a part-time job, you can buy that. Um, so, kind of, games like, you know, World of Warcraft and Destiny and uh, whatever indie game came out this week and Street Fighter Five and everything else... They're almost all competing against each other because time is the more valuable resource in, in, mm, yeah. in games than money. Like, so I just feel like games in, are in a very weird place where every single thing is trying more to compete for people's attention and time than anything else. Right. Um, and in multiplayer games specifically, like, your game will die if the, the player base isn't populated a certain amount mm-hmm. at every time yeah. of day. Like, if, you, if people can't get matches or whatever, that's kind of it. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not just maintaining players, it's bringing in new players to make up for the ones you lost, and, yeah. right. um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so with all that said, like, I feel like that game is, like, if you look at the whiteboard or whatever of the, all the things I just stated combined with the internal metrics that they almost certainly have at Capcom, you would almost think that game is more likely than not to be free-to-play in some capacity. I, I, and I think so, because they did do some free-to-play weekends for Street Fighter V in the last year. And over those free to play weekends, the numbers were astronomically higher than when it, than when they weren't, because people are willing to try it. It's it's it, honestly for any AAA developer that's making anything that's a long term product, it just needs to be free to play. Otherwise, they're just shooting themselves in the foot. We'll see. It'll bang, 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 bang. bang. No. Just shooting myself in the foot. You got to bang bang. You got to get both of them. Ouch. Oh, Ouch. Yourself. Oh, I already did. <laughs> Let me tell you guys about how anytime that I travel a long distance from now on, I'm taking fucking trains. <laughs> trains are good. That's it. <laughs> I, I'm going to do Orbit. Amtrak from now on because I, I hate flying and driving can be so taxing. So I just, yeah. I want to... Like, and you get to see everything when you're riding on a train, you know, it's fucking rad. You could fucking nap if you want. That too! And they have food carts and everything like that. I'm going to take Amtrak. I'm not, not flying anymore. And American trains are bad. But yep. They're, they're still... because we don't care. Yeah, they're, but they're still pretty rad. Yeah. They need to be... They just need trains are so cool that American trains are still cool, even though they're also kind of dog shit. That's yeah. 100%. In some ways, they're cool because they're dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. Train hopping's cool too, That's but right. you know, some some you should you should pay for train tickets so that you know <laughs> Amtrak can make more money and do better. Hell yeah! I might take the Pacific, like the the one that goes to L.A. or whatever. That takes like seventy two hours. Yeah, That's not a short trip. <laughs> Damn! But it's still you can cool. make an indie movie about your trip. Right. Well, there's a I've, I've never I. I never want to do this because, like, I don't know. Game jams stress me out. I'm not. I guess the, I just I'm not like a game jam type of person. But there's a historically every year for GDC there's a there's a game there's a train jam there's a game jam that takes place <laughs> on, on, the on the train ride that goes <laughs> nice. from Chicago to San Francisco. That's amazing. Um, and it's kind of sick. And and, it, and it's even weirder because unless you have like a hotspot that is active in all those places in the country that don't have internet, you don't, you're not even online. Right, yeah. So you have to bring yeah. the assets that you're going to use with you or make all of them on the, t- on the, on wow. the, like, the, the four-day travel or whatever. It's, right. it's a sick idea. Yeah, but, hard to uh, implement. Yeah, that I've never participated in, but I'm glad people do it. That sounds like something I would have <laughs> at least thought conceptually about doing pre-COVID, uh-huh. and yeah. now I don't, I don't think I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, you take the trip there and back in your COVID, you already got it and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. true. You know what? Instead of quarantining. Quarantine with friends. But yeah, with all that said, Phil, Kyle, do you guys have anything else you want, that's on your mind? Because I kind of called it everybody a little bit. We had a ton of people here, so. Yeah. Tacos. Yeah. I'm ready for tacos. I'm ready for I am tacos. Hungry. If right, you want to play a single player game, play the Yakuza series, guys. It's good. That's how I. Oh, I've yeah. never played and I know I should. Yeah. You need about a 300 hour time investment. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Hold on. <laughs> start with one and then. Start, no, you, you start with zero. And, then, and zero is actually the best game in the series. It's the newest, too, right? Uh, it's not the newest, but okay. it's quite it's new. It's one of the newer okay. ones. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a highly polished version of the game and then you play that and it's kind of the longest story it sets the whole thing up and then you can go as long or as little afterwards as you like uh, I think you know playing one or something because there's a good remake of one that's as recent as zero mm. and two also been remade are very good 
And then beyond that, you're getting to maniac territory. <laughs> right. Sounds good. Yeah. Then you're going into persona time territory. Well, it helps oh, when no. you live in Japan and love the nightlife in Japan, but can't enjoy it as much. Yeah. So it's kind of surrogate. You enjoy it for anyone who's been to Japan or who wants to go to Japan, has to put it off for a little while. That, that games, that, those games are there for you. Yep. And they're badass. I'm not going to lie. I thought about booting up Dead Rising yeah. Over the course of the pandemic, just to remember what a shopping mall was like. <laughs> what all this worthless shit that I don't want to buy, but yeah. like, for some reason I still want to be surrounded by. Mm. Those prices and you know prices are a lot cheaper though in Dead Rising. That's though. right. It becomes yeah. a fantasy. He'll be even game. more upset because he'll because yeah. he'll he'll be like everything's so fucking inflated. Ah. So in, in conclusion, uh, ride, ride trains and play Yakuza Zero. <laughs> And with and, and yes. maybe maybe play Street Fighter Six, we'll find out. <laughs> but with all that said, I think we're gonna call it and go get some food. So thank you, everyone mm-hmm. in this room. Um, nom 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 nom. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Internet, for listening. We'll be back uh, in a week or two with some other stuff. Todd, then, touchdown, what? boys, and infinite rest. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Oh yeah, one more time before we sign off. Plug your plug your your things. Touchdown, boys, and infinite rest. Got it. Ooh. All right. We'll see you later. Bye.